the word in the world. You're listening to the Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is the Word in the World. Welcome back to the Word in the World podcast, yeah. where we bring you topics talking truth. news to the new testament wow we're back maybe we should just start doing that again we can yeah i was just <laughs> sure. staying totally abandon it and totally and come back to it bring it back that's what people do <laughs> jay-z retired and then came back came back man man retired at like 30 yeah i'm, I'm done <laughs> right that's a good life you accomplish that much and you're like i'm good yeah. Man, I was talking to some people about Jay-Z today. Mm. You know how people say like, oh, him and Beyonce worship the devil and stuff like that. And yeah. I was I was talking to somebody because uh, they were saying, they were basically saying that. And I was like, well, you know, Marcus, like, he's kind of changed my perspective on that. Like, I don't think they outrightly worship the devil. But yeah. like how you say, like, they think they're actually doing, you know, some some good or, or whatever they worship in their spirituality, they don't think it's bad or evil. They yeah. think it's like some good, good stuff. Right. I know that's a whole tangent. This episode is not about that, but hey, man, it's a podcast. It is. That's the beauty of podcasts. It's <laughs> yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Even though yeah. we didn't talk about Jay-Z at all right. in our pre-recording process, we here did we not. are. Here we are. Yeah. It's great. Let's just throw it out there and then totally yeah. abandon it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so uh, go research on your own. Yeah. Jay-Z <laughs> Devil. Yeah, specifically Baphomet. That's yeah. what you want to look up. But That's what it was. I couldn't yeah. think of the word. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That would be an interesting uh, conversation. It would, sure. man. Like, it what's would. What's actually happening in that whole like uh, Baphomet worship arena? And why, cult why stuff. people are doing it. Yeah, the cold stuff is yeah, it's incredibly interesting, man. I yeah. feel like mm-hmm. I feel like uh th- there's a place where I see Christians talk about that and it's online and you know, Instagram and all that. Yeah. But it's not a church setting type of conversation ever. I've never maybe it'll yeah. be brought up quickly, but like there's a whole occult like spirituality mm. Uh, I guess culture. There are different types. It's a lot of stuff that people do out here that, like, I'm not gonna say the church is ignorant to, but a lot of it is ignorance, and a yeah. lot of it is like, ah, we're not just, we're just not gonna talk about it, right? Whereas, like, <laughs> right. if we actually, because we're the light, right? Yeah. And if we should be like exposing darkness, mm. there, there's, I'm not saying that should be our our mission, but like, there should be a place for like. Nah, we can talk about all this weird stuff that's going on out here because we might deliver some people from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that's my personal story. I had all this occult stuff around me and books, and I was reading all this stuff. And mm. so, I don't know, man. I, I think, I think it would be a a good convo for you to lead. Wow. <laughs> Just softballed that up to you. Yeah, that's kind of like my. Uh... I mean that's I got, your I got arena, dude. Yeah, I, I like I like that kind of stuff, man. For the reason that you just said too, though, because it is kind of um, something that is not discussed in church, but it's totally related to everything we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if we have the truth, everybody and and like all these people who you know do follow occult practices, they have like some you know. Uh, with you know it's what they believe is the truth obviously it's a lie but it's like a lot of truth in it with a twist you know what yeah. i'm saying so it's like knowing the difference between what we believe and what they believe you yeah. know like actually being aware of what they believe helps us to bring them into the truth a yeah. lot you know more easily because if we're just like oh, okay i'm not gonna learn anything about that then when you talk to somebody who's you know um from that particular background you know you can't even help them because you don't know what how they're thinking or what they're feeling or, you know, what the misconception is or, or any of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta kind of know a little bit about it to bring them along. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a, uh, it's interesting stuff, man. But like you said, like they're not outright wor- the devil worshipers, man. They're people who uh, are just trying to <clears throat> gain for themselves by this particular means that they might not fully understand. Yeah. And it's not until you know the truth that you know you're on the wrong path. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And that's kind of tied to what we talk about tonight. There you go. Okay. <laughs> go ahead and tie it about. in. Yeah, yeah tie I was trying to think about it, but go ahead. <laughs> so, tonight we are talking about. I was going to say self-denial, but I guess mm. the, what we were talking, yeah, like, I don't want to throw it out there too soon if that's not exactly what, what we're trying to discuss. I feel like what, like the words that were put out there were uh, dying to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Die so, to yourself. Yeah. Dying to yourself. And that's like a phrase that we've heard in, you know, the church uh, arena, you know, maybe in a sermon or two, you know, um, but like it's a phrase that we're kind of familiar with, but what does it actually mean? Yeah. And why is it important? And do we find, you know, scriptural support for that? Where is mm. it? Who's mm-hmm. saying it? For what reason? You know, like, is that something we should all be doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And how do you do that, like, in a practical way on a daily basis? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, is it a telling- daily basis thing or, or, you know, all the time? Right. All those questions. Yeah. I was, I was telling them that, when I would before I was saved and I was going to this uh small group with a bunch of guys um who were believers, that phrase was brought up. Um and it was the first time I had ever heard that before. Like, mm. you know, I was like, what does that mean? Like would die to self. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, you know, I'm die die. Like I didn't right. you know, you just hear that and I'm like, ah so um, you know, there may be people even now who, who kind of like struggle with what that means mm-hmm. so and having a will to do it i will add sometimes a lot of us know what it means but we're like nah i'm not doing that today or this weekend or this week yeah i'll come back to that later yeah yeah so first i guess i'll since i brought this topic up i gotta ask like is is this a phrase that you feel like someone made up like is it a a church um, phrase that just came out of like a, a Bible context, but it's not like a scripture, which is fine. I'm just wondering though. I didn't even look that up. Hmm. Die to self. I I don't think so. I mean, I I can think of a few scriptures that is tied directly to mm-hmm. you know, um, like for instance, one one that was. The reason the reason I hopped on the topic so quick was because it's something that my wife and I have recently been talking about um, as a result of a sermon from our church that we've been attending, and okay. it's it's uh, something that Jesus said where he was basically like, you know, whoever tries to hold on to their life will lose it, but, mm. but he who loses his life will save it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right, here okay. it is that you know Jesus is telling us that there's something to be denied about our our lives. You know what I'm saying, or a death that we have that we need to kind of go through as far as ourselves are concerned, yeah. You know, in order to have the life that he's talking about, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. you know that, but that's that's at least one scripture, and there's, I think there are many more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I think that's it. Go ahead, Julia. I was just looking at um, Colossians three. It literally says um, three verse three it says, "For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ." Mm-hmm. in god so maybe they're taking verses like that and it yeah. talks about setting your mind on things above not below mm-hmm. that kind of thing so that seems pretty direct you have died even though he's speaking to living people yeah yeah that's the that's where i ran into a problem i remember now that's why i was like i can't i can't even think about that word because i'm alive like what are you talking about right yeah right yeah right but it's, it's a lot of good stuff. It talks about putting to death various things, and he lists a whole bunch of stuff we don't need to be doing in verse 5. So mm-hmm. he, he explains it later, but that's kind of where it's coming from. It's not, let me back up. It's not a um something where it's physical, at least that's not, I don't think what God is mm. pointing to. It has to do with things that we are doing that are not pleasing to God. We mm-hmm. have to quote unquote, die to them. So now we got to figure out and talk about what does that mean? But it seems Uh like at least as far as Colossians is concerned, we're talking about putting to death behavior is what he uses. And there's several things that he Mm. mentions in there, mostly immoral and impure stuff in that particular context, but there's other passages as well. Mm. But that's the, a lot of impurity, immorality, and it's a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff they mention in there. Wrath, a whole bunch of stuff. Put Mm -hmm. them all away. Anger, malice, obscene talk, a whole... All the stuff 
we don't want to talk about or address. <laughs> it's in there. We're supposed to not be doing those things anymore. Yeah. That which is earthly, it says in verse five, put to death. Therefore, what is earthly? Put now, to death. Yeah. A whole list of, of stuff that we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Second Corinthians five and 15 was the verse that really did it for me, where he said, uh, yeah. Jesus died. Jesus died for all that those who live might not no longer <clears throat> might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Hmm. So those who who live might not no longer live. Why do I keep saying might not know? <laughs> live might no longer live. Is that a King James version? What's that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> might no longer live for themselves. And so, and then it's like, you know, you have been raised with Christ. Yeah. Born again. Like all of this language about like death and yeah. rebirth. Um is very like graphic to me mm-hmm. in terms of like how it's presented mm. but in you know in dying to self like what what am i what am i killing or like what do you go. mean i'm dying <laughs> to self yeah yep that's you that's know? it right there yeah yeah. Like baptism is supposed to be this symbol of like you you die with Christ and now you're risen with him, you know, you submerge and then you rise. Like what is what is all this death symbolism yeah. and, and stuff? Um yeah. It's almost like we need to define death, right? Mm. Like like of course when we think about death, we think about like physical death, right? Yeah, but even our right, even if we took physical death, like what is physical death for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we experiencing in physical death? Yeah, and yeah. why is it used? I would add. I think we need to go to if y'all don't mind the origin because the origin is about Jesus' death, right? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So I think if we focus on that part and then work our way towards us, we might be in the safest space as far as reading mm-hmm. the Bible and kind of interpreting it, right? So mm-hmm. Jesus died for our sins, right? Right. So that was an actual physical death, but the purpose yeah. was to bring many, many people who are spiritually dead into life. So yeah. I think all of what we talk about tonight is going to be related to and coming from that place of at least I believe that's what it seems to be that all the writers after that point, they keep referring back to it. I think we're supposed to use Jesus's actual physical death as a kind of like a parallel of what we are now to do spiritually at least that's kind of the way i'm thinking hmm. about it as we open yeah. up these various yeah. these various threats because it's not just death by itself i think that we can kind of lose sight of the purpose and the point if we just mm-hmm. kind of just go you know how it is sometimes it's just like in church it's like well tell us all the rules so we can kind of do it the right way and not yeah be, not make god angry kind of idea like that yeah. that spiritual parent like let's just make him happy so he doesn't get mad and we get all this quote-unquote stuff but mm-hmm. i think we got to stick with that the, the example of Jesus and his death and then everything that we're talking about is related to, I yeah. think kind of walking as he walked, living as he lived. I think these are the kinds of things that they're tying together hmm. in the new Testament. Hmm. I agree with that. But then you run into verses where Paul says stuff like, you know, I have been crucified with Christ. Yeah. It is no longer I who live, but Christ yeah. live. What? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds some that's like some really deep sounding stuff. But yeah. 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 So well, maybe maybe we should talk about the death of Christ. Like like Julia was saying, right? And then what <sighs> Paul could possibly mean yeah. with that particular statement. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like what happened with the death of Christ? Like yeah. uh I think I feel like one thing that would be important to bring up is the old testament story mm-hmm. uh about how uh like, do you guys remember the story with like the serpents, you know, had kind of like, uh, like took mm-hmm. over like the Israelite camp or something like that. And they like, they poisoned a lot of people. So. Um, the one then, with Moses or a Mo- different one? Yeah. So Moses okay. made a serpent out of gold and held it up on a stick. Yeah. Right. And he said like, as long as you look to this golden serpent upon this stick, like you'll be saved. Yeah. Right? That's a good and example. So, 
you know, if you think about it, like, how do we equate that to Jesus's death in the New Testament, right? Well, here it is, like that serpent represented the sin of the camp at that particular time, right? Exactly. And so now mm. in the New Testament, yeah. you have Jesus up on the cross representing the sin mm-hmm. of all mankind, yeah. right? And then paying the penalty of that sin, right? And so it's like, you know, how did he pay that penalty? With death, but what is death, you know, to Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like Christ, Christ knowing that he'll be resurrected um, and going, you know, back to heaven. What is death really for him? You know what I'm saying? Well, I personally think it's captured in that statement where he says, you know, Father, why have you forsaken me? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he experiences this disconnection from his yeah. father for a brief moment, right? So like death for real is this disconnection, you know, from yeah. his father who was his source. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Julia. I, I, feel like I see that on your dope. face. <laughs> that was dope. Making me nervous. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the the Marcus host role. I feel like that's what I've been doing the whole time tonight. So like, I'm gonna keep going. So is that a? Are we? Um, are we experiencing what Jesus experienced? Mm. In that, you know, Father, you you know, forsaken me. Are we experiencing what that feels like? Or did Jesus experience something different? So I I, think that, oh, go ahead, Julia. I was going to say no, because Jesus did not sin ever. So his experience is actually vicarious Mm, because he's paying for the forsaking that we were supposed to experience it, but now we do not because we have fellowship with him. Okay. That is, I think, part of the payment of we don't have to experience that, which is kind of ironic in the wow. sense that we we will all experience physical death in some form, unless you get some special Enoch blessing, then you just don't have that experience. Most of us are going to have to go through that. Mm-hmm. But it's different in the sense that God, the son, through the, his death, experienced a temporary, yes, forsaking. But that's only because someone had to pay those wages remember the what is it in romans it talks about the wages of sin is death someone has to pay that so it's my understanding that that's what jesus did on the cross not just to save us but someone's gotta pay that debt and so that's what it's for so in that respect we don't i don't think we have i don't think that's something that we actually experience but that disconnection thing i think is that's definitely a thread we got to pick up. Maybe a little bit later, but well, no, I, I wasn't sorry. I was standing there a little bit because okay, you. I think we all often hear like um, you know the the, the spiritual death or when 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 in Genesis God says you will surely die. You know we yeah. we understand that to mean a spiritual death, obviously because people kept living on. Adam lived on, but we could argue that though. Well, they. How do we know that they? How of, do they know that they would, that plan was ever for them to die before they sinned? I don't think it ever was. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying wonder. I wonder if they're saying now you're going to have to die when, as beforehand, physically. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. today, but now you have a cutoff point. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I, I said that. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. Like death you. Okay. in general was introduced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But I think what I was about to get at was uh, because what from what you just said, Julia, and I never really thought about it, like, because we say, like, you know, we are in spiritual death, but our spiritual death that we experience may not be to the extent that Jesus experienced it, like, because yeah. he was with the father, like he, like you said, he, he knew no sin. Mm-hmm. So our, our spiritually dead state is maybe you know like we can't relate to <laughs> Jesus' yeah. spiritually dead state you know what i mean right. yeah. yeah and it's because we're, we're we're on the opposite side of the experience right so it's like we are we woke up dead yeah we woke up dead and it's <laughs> like oh we don't even know nothing about life you know what yeah. i'm saying like what does it even mean to be spiritually alive and then yeah we are born of the spirit and then we're you know we spend our our lives you know what i mean uh getting like <laughs> glimpses <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying of of spiritual life you know you know what i mean and um and of course you know like once we are resurrected you know to eternal life like we'll have a different experience but it's like for right now 
you know, we're, we're getting glimpses where it's like you said, Jesus was born in full on, you know, yeah. spiritual, you know, everything, Life. you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And for him, it's like, that's the only, like, if you really think of like, that's the only way he knows to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, this death thing hurts a whole lot more when it's unfamiliar to you. But, but the fact that it's familiar for us, you mm-hmm. know, like, we don't even notice we did. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like somebody like Paul has to tell us we dead. You know what I'm saying? He'll be like, <laughs> yeah. look, man, y'all dead, man. Like, and Jesus got to be like, look, let the dead bury the dead. Like, they got to keep telling us over and over again, like, y'all are, di- y'all are dead, man. Dead people walking. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's, man, so many thoughts. Because now I'm yeah. thinking of, I don't know if y'all have seen this. I got to find, there's a couple of verses in my head, but I don't know where they are off the top of it, which is, he said, have y'all noticed that sometimes it says, we have died or you have died? Mm-hmm. As opposed to you are dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would separate if he's talking about somebody dead in their trespasses, that mm-hmm. is prior to salvation. Yeah. Like we are spiritually dead before any of us receives Christ, accepts him, however you want to say that. Mm-hmm. But I think once it switches to some behavioral stuff and Paul and or other people and Jesus and a bunch of others talk about you have died to sin. I think that's different. So there's okay. dead to sin which is like a eternal or not dead to sin being dead. Hmm. It's almost like dead in Christ or like dead to Christ is like pre Christ condition. There's nothing we can do. I like that. But then there's, you have died to sin. I think is it's after conversion and it's more of kind of like trying to explain to someone you're now alive in Christ, which means that there's these other things that should change that death that you remember is you're supposed to leave it there just like if we were actually dead and somebody resurrected us or the doctor or whatever resuscitated us we don't have to keep looking back on oh well what about those two minutes or those 30 seconds that i was not here they're like well but you're here now <laughs> yeah you're here yeah. now so i think my brain is going a few different places but that's kind of because it's it's yeah. it's it's and i guess this is another thing i'll throw out there for you guys like mm. i'm looking at these scriptures and it says uh first peter 2 and 24 he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and yeah. live to righteousness and then colossians mm. 3 and 3 like julia said you have died and your life is hidden with christ and god yeah and then i'm thinking about where i don't know who said it but like you know put to paul probably put to death mm-hmm. you know immorality drunkenness da, 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 all the all the, the fleshly yeah. things how is it then that we need to be like there is still death in us or or like means of like i know it's we call it like the old man in scripture and stuff but like how how if Christ died for all these things and we've received Christ, it is now Christ who lives in us. Yes. Why do we have to put to death? What are we putting to death then? Yeah. I think, I think we have to think about sin and it's different uh, tenses. Right. So it's like, Oh, think about like our relationship to sin now. Right. So it's like, if we were to kind of just look at, our relationship to sin as believers is like we're saved from the penalty of sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, as as like you know, as the race of man would have suffered or it suffers it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's the penalty of sin. Then, like right now in our present lives, we are we are saved from the power of sin. Yeah. Right. And then in the future, we'll be saved. Meaning, I got to stop you there. Mean, meaning what? By when you say the power, I'm just trying to like. For for people listening, like oh, absolutely, yeah, no. So the power, since so like as believers, right? Like we were given the spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Um, we are no longer under the power of sin. So like as a non-believer, you know, like and Paul talks about this a lot, like how we were enslaved to sin mm. prior to um, you know salvation, right? And it's because uh, the flesh, and I think that's something we'll get to later in this episode. But the flesh, like. Our sin nature, you know, when I say the flesh, I'm talking about our, our nature of sinning by, uh, you know, just default, our default setting <laughs> when we are born <laughs> yeah. is sin. You know what I'm saying? We are we are driven to sin, um, you know, but that that particular um, 
person who is not saved, like they have a hard time, you know, when it comes to sin, like they are controlled yeah. by sin in a sense. But when you are saved, you know, and you receive like the Holy Spirit, like you, we talked about it many times on the show, you start to realize that those things that once controlled you no longer have power over you. Now you can give them power, mm-hmm. you know, but it's you now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Whereas before it wasn't even you. It was yeah, it was something it. else. You know, so now yeah. you have the you have a decision, you know, to make. Will I give myself over to sin? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or will I walk in the spirit? You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. but before you didn't have that power. Yeah. Exactly. My bad. I didn't want to cut you off. And then the, you said the last one is the presence. Yeah, the presence of sin. And we're talking about basically like the the new creation that is to come in the future. Wow. You know, where there won't even be, you know, it won't exist sin at all anymore. Yeah. 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 So. So at this point, are we bringing, is it the Holy Spirit? Um, like, do we still have sin in us? I guess I'm saying that needs to be put to death or is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> My bad. I didn't no, go ahead. Um, yes, because our bodies, well, correct me if I'm wrong, our bodies have not been fully redeemed in the sense of maybe redeemed is not the right word. We have not received our resurrected bodies mm-hmm. or whatever you call it, where God touches us and then we don't have to be afraid of the physical death anymore. Wow. Physical death is still on the way because we are living present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But there's this conversion, like Marcus was talking about, or I'm going to connect the dots, the conversion of we are, our soul is saved. The inner part of us, whatever you want to call it, is mm. saved and fully, that's, it's fully done. But the idea is that we are in process. It's like we're in a car and we're kind of like if you're leaving a, da- a dangerous place, we're yeah. in a car and we're leaving, but we are not fully there. And I feel like anybody that's walked with God any amount of time understands mm-hmm. that struggle of like, well, this is where I used to be. But now I'm going this way. I'm not. What's that phrase about? Like, I'm not exactly what I want to be, but I'm better than what I was. Yeah. It's that idea of progress. That's the whole fancy, like, sanctification thing that people might talk about. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. We're in progress. And it's my understanding that once our bodies are redeemed, which either comes by, whichever comes first, Jesus coming back in bodily form back to earth, or we die, whichever comes first. It's yeah. my understanding that then at that moment, then the glorification happens and a whole bunch of other stuff that I probably can't even understand. But the idea is the whole presence of sin is removed and all of that. We are no longer able to sin, but we are able today. We, I'm pretty sure we know that part already. We're able to still sin. <laughs> but once we cross over either through death or through Jesus coming back, there's the presence is still there. So the yeah. death to self is acknowledging, hey, this is still here, but... I'm going to disconnect. I like that word you used yeah, earlier, Marcus. Yeah. I'm going to disconnect from it. Yeah. And that is kind of, if I want to call it work, that's the work that God is calling us to do is to acknowledge it. Cause that's a whole separate convo could be some people, some of us do, some of us don't acknowledge pr- the presence of sin in our lives, but mm-hmm. it's, can we dis? are we willing to disconnect from it? Because now we're alive to God. An example mm-hmm. I was thinking of is Romans six, where Paul is talking about, um, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, by mm. no means. Mm. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's wow. it right there to me. How can we who die to sin, past tense, still live in it? So that's, y'all have probably heard this phrase too, like, or used it, like, so-and-so's living in sin, or I'm living in sin. That's the mm-hmm. idea. We're supposed to be dead to it. So when someone's living, mm. it's like they're connected to it. They're feeding it when God already died so that we don't have to. So we should be dead to it in in our um um in like our attraction to it yeah. or our our desire for it. But then it also yeah. should be dying at yeah. the same time. Yeah. We like it's a two way. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think like another way to look at death, right? Like we already use the the concept of disconnection, but you know, something that might be even more relatable is non-responsiveness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like in the presence of sin, where sinful things are happening or tempting you, yeah. right? Like we ought to be dead to it. We ought to be non-responsive to it. You know what I'm saying? To where we, mm-hmm. can, we can be there, but 
our, we're not, we're, it's not attractive to us. You know what I'm saying? It's not something mm. that we desire to do. It's something that we feel convicted over. It's something, you know what I'm saying? It ought to be like repulsive. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah. you know, like as far as like what we want to do, we hope that, you know, that we're, we're ultimately non-responsive to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it has, like, it should lose its, like you just said, it should lose its power. You know what I'm saying? It already has lost its power. The issue yeah. is we give it more. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. <laughs> That's the Ga- crazy part. We're Ga- raising it back up. Yeah, raising <laughs> wow. it back up. I'm glad you just said that. Because Galatians 5 and 24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its yeah. passions and desires. Wow. And it's like, we oh should God. be... It's not, it's not even, I don't want to even like make it less than the scripture presents it to be. We shouldn't be looking at it as though, Hey, my sins, you know, are no, it's, it's like we, Jesus actually put that stuff on the cross and like he did away with it that we don't have to sin. Yeah. And I know that's an argument that, you know, happens a lot, but like, I don't, think we have to sin ever no we don't have to but we have something <laughs> in us yeah that we have to put to death that is still wanting us to sin I, but I, it's I, mm, I should have waited should have raised my hand no um, no no <laughs> i want to stay here because in a second i want to i want to go to the positive yeah, uh, and it kind of brings me back to that second corinthians mm. verse about uh you might no longer might no longer live for themselves. <laughs> might, not <know. laughs> might not no longer. I can't say this, Joey. <laughs> might no longer live for themselves, <laughs> but for him who for their sake died and was raised. But what were you saying, Marcus? No, I was just thinking, uh, when you said that scripture that way, like they have crucified yeah. the flesh. You know what I'm saying? So like brutal. Yeah, like and then you know, it also sounds like something active. You yeah, know I mean? where it's not just like, oh well, if if, uh, if it goes away, it goes away, you yeah. know. But it's more so like, nah, man, I see you sin, and I'm I'm hanging you up. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I'm like killing you, I'm killing you off. Like you gotta go. You know, yeah. you gotta get you up out of here. Like that that is to be our mentality when we, you know, are sin. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So. One of the. I wrote a, I used this verse in uh, one of our captions. And one of the things I wrote was like how we hold on to sin. Mm. And this verse in second Corinthians, it really convicted me because it's, it, it, that last part, it's that Christ died for our sake so that we might no longer live for ourselves. And it's like, it reminded me of like certain things I've heard where, where certain people will say like, yeah, I'm Christian, but yeah. meaning like I'm Christian, but I still, you know, Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm Christian, but I still, you know, will smoke. smoke I, I can still smoke the house down. I'm Christian, but I drink with the best of y'all. Or I'm Christian, but I'll, I'll f you up. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. And it, it seems true. to me, they got t-shirts on about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do. It yeah. seems to me that that's. I can understand the idea of like, hey, you know, I'm Christian, but I'm still battling or struggling with that type of thing. But I think certain people embrace like, yo, I'm Christian, but I'm still holding on to X, Y, Z that I'm not putting to death. Even if it's like, you know, I'm Christian, but I still curse you out. Like, it seems like, okay, you're just saying, I know this is wrong, but I'm still, I'm still doing that. Like, I still (laughs) embrace that part of me. Yeah, and uh. the, you know that was part of me reading this verse where it's like no Christ actually died for you not to do or want to do any of that he actually wants you to be crucifying that stuff mm. putting it up on the he wants you to like die to yeah. that stuff deny yourself he's talking about doing and if anyone would come after him let him deny himself and take up his cross daily like wow, wow. you know so for us to, it's two things, I think. Wow. For us to, like, not take that serious, we mm-hmm. kind of, like, how Paul says, like, we crucify Christ again, you know, because it's like, well, what did he die for? Yeah. Why are you, can, like, he literally died for you to stop doing this stuff. And the second thing is, like, you're almost in jeopardy of not being his. his. Hmm. Because he's, I mean. Yeah. If you show too many consistent patterns, I would say I would say it's yeah. question mark. Whoever would save his life will lose it. 
But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. I mean, I think that first part, whoever would save his life, if you're holding on to certain sin willingly, I think that's part of I'm 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 keeping this. I'm keeping my riches and you know Nicodemus. Uh, you know, like go ahead, Marcus. No, I'm just I'm just thinking about what you're saying. Like there was a uh, there was a scripture. It's in First John chapter three, mm-hmm. but uh, it says, "No one who lives in Him keeps on sinning." Mm-hmm. It says, "No one who yeah. continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him." Mm-hmm. So you might be you might just be proving something to yourself. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. Like mm. you might, you might, you know, because it's it's a lot of us. And wow. I can say this easily now because it, this was me at one point. But like, there are a lot of us who can be a member of a church. We can go every Sunday. We can sit in pews, listen to sermons, and all that, and still not know Him. You yeah, know? and that was me at one point. So you can enter a church and not enter the kingdom. You know yep. what I'm saying? And so like, you can, you know, continuing to be comfortable in sin might be the very proof that you don't know christ wow that is that is that is rough to even hear but it's the truth it's the truth and it's it sucks that that's rough to hear because that should be the norm that should be normal for christians to talk like this yeah but like if you said this in a church yeah that is rough yeah that's rough like saying like some of you in here are not christians truly Mm. Like it's no way that all everyone in here is a real child of God in that way. Yeah. yeah. And they did that back then too. I don't know if y'all remember that. There's several, I don't know how many of us have really sat and read like every verse in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. There are several examples where Paul says, if the following criteria fit <laughs> any particular seriously fit any particular people or group of people, he literally says, kick them out. You mm-hmm. should not fellowship wow. with them. Jeez. Not because it's some like, oh, we're holier than thou. It's about protecting the sanctity yep. of we are all living for God now and we are all corporately being dead to sin. Because yep. think about what that does. That I think it wow. even says something about um, it's spreading like gangrene. Like if you have a group of 100 people mm-hmm. that fellowship together and we have 10 that choose to sin unless and lightning does not strike them, they still have their houses and their spouses and all the things they want, all the success. Mm-hmm. to the other 90 or maybe we don't realize it or not and it might not be everybody but that could start to actually start converting other yep. people to be like well so i can also love jesus and then do whatever i want to do too and still yep. be successful and then you have people straying but that's not something that we talk about much and also not Mm-mm. it might not also be like something we can track it's almost yeah. as crazy as trying to like contract trace with like the pandemic <laughs> stuff. there's it only is. so much you can kind of figure out but then you got to kind of just like all right well they came from somewhere it isn't something you idea. can track. Go ahead, Marcus. No, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was about to say, like, I feel like uh, when we do decide to talk about it, we talk about it the wrong way. We talk yeah. about it in mm. the Old Testament burdensome way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. Like, oh, if you all here sinning, you just need to stop it. You know, okay, you, you, like <laughs> like that. Whereas as it should be, like, hey, that's you know, like I, I remember reading that scripture. I think it's in you know First uh, Peter, right, where he's like, examine yourselves, yeah, you know and yeah. see if you exactly. are of the faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like do do an evaluation to figure out where you really stand so that you don't yeah. so you don't waste your time coming to this building. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. Putting your hands up and singing songs <laughs> if, if it ain't if it ain't, you know, to yeah. have no benefit to you. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like don't waste your time here. Let's figure it out. Yeah. You know? Because if Jesus like, if Jesus could say something like, um, or if the word could say, like, if anyone says, I know him but does not keep his commandments, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then like we have we have ways to check <laughs> where we are and evaluate where exactly where we are with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So we should be doing that. But you know, the approach is usually like, nah, you know, like, you need to you need to get your life right. You need to, you know, and like <laughs> you can tell people we know, we know from the old testament, you can give people six hundred and thirteen laws and it ain't gonna save them. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying. The, yeah. the law brought death. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, <sighs> <My> bad. <laughs> I'll be rapping. No, that was good because now I'm, I'm. I was about to say, like, because we don't want people to think though that it's all about sin. Of right. course, you yeah. know. So it's like. In in that evaluation that you're talking about, Marcus, part of it is like, what is, how were your, what's your heart? Mm. What are your thoughts 
concerning everything. Like this is bringing me back to that Second Corinthians mm-hmm. verse. Like mm-hmm. he wants all of us. Yeah. Like meaning he wants your whole life. Jesus didn't die just for you to I don't know get a job or to you know get healed or to whatever. He died for you to live for him and be happy and pleased with him. So like, I think part of that evaluation and examination you're talking about is like, really, really think about like, do you, are you trying to please Christ in your entire life? The way you think, the way you act, the way you dress, the way you talk to people, you know what I mean? Like, is it all about him or are you saying at certain points like, Eh, nah, Jesus, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the wheel here and like, you know, I'm gonna do my thing when it, when it concerns how I deal with my woman or how I deal with my husband or my kids or how I talk to my coworkers or, you know, or how I manage my employees. Like, is, is that your, and then those are the things I think we have to examine. And it may not be that you're not a believer, Mm. but you may actually, um, What's the word I'm looking for? You you may actually just be denying Christ, yeah, yeah. in certain ways that you that you're gonna be held accountable for. Maybe wow. that's what I need to say. Yeah, wow. yeah. I um I think it could be even simpler than that. As you were talking, mm. I was thinking about the fact that we, I think we somewhere in our hearts we might not say it out loud, but somewhere down there we believe <laughs> in our maybe not our soul, but somewhere in our body we believe that <laughs> sin is benefit like is benefiting us. <laughs> If yep. I'm being honest, I feel like that's the real failure is that Yo, we, somehow, we somehow <laughs> think that, well, what God said, he's just trying to withhold something from me or he doesn't understand what it means to be human. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and do. Is that not what we're doing? Especially those of us who read the Bible, serve in various capacities. We've been in church all this time and we still choose to do things that we know mm-hmm. is displeasing to God. I think somewhere down somewhere in there is some. Maybe that's a disconnect too, that we don't believe that what God is asking us to do is actually for the best. Yeah. I think that's a, a huge issue because now that's an interpretation thing, not just with the Bible. I mean, like literally interpreting God's heart for us. Why would He ask us to do something that wouldn't benefit us? Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. even know if examination, because I don't even know if examination is even, at least for me, the exact word, because is that not what Adam and Eve did? They examined God's rules and look where that got them i think we're supposed to <laughs> accept them and mm-hmm. you know yeah. god is god and we are if he says that itself great that's what we're doing today yeah, yeah. try to figure out i think is at least in my end that creates more problems than it solves we're not supposed to examine we're supposed to no examine yourself yeah i got not, you I not god you know what i mean like yeah. yeah but i'm saying the fact to use those words Okay, okay, okay. Let me put it up. I don't know if I trust, from what I understand about human nature, you see what I'm saying? That's still a yeah. little bit of reliance on, I've done this myself, and I've had many conversations through the years with yeah. other Christians who yeah. will say, tell me y'all haven't been part of these convos. I don't think what I'm doing is wrong. It's not that right. big a deal. Right, 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 right. So I got you. It's I, not I, enough. I hear you. I think I'm just trying to get to the root of, well, what do we do if that's us when we don't feel like what we're doing is wrong? I got you. Or... Yeah friend, loved one, whoever is like, I'm going to keep doing this and leave me alone. Yeah. I've looked yeah. at it. <laughs> I've examined it. And I That's think, a hard thing. And I think that is part of the previous points about this stuff doesn't get brought up enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because in a situation like this, mm-hmm. someone who keeps on sinning in a, in a congregation because again we sh- we we should be thinking about church in a in a communal type of way even though it's right. not necessarily like that but if there's that person or persons who are ongoing sin with ongoing sin and they're like I I don't see an issue with it yeah. Paul is instructing like no excommunicate them for the yeah. benefit of their soul you know like yeah so that so hopefully they'll be so like sorrowful they'll have godly repentance true and they'll want to come back in and, and fellowship and they'll be brought back into the fold. But like, so yeah, I feel like for those type of people, when you get to that point of, well, no, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Well, that's why we have community to be like, right. well, no, sorry, you got to go then. Like yeah. you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, you, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. Like, that's so rough to hear. Yeah. That's hard too though. Cause you can switch churches so quickly. People will go, 
whole churches and communities and denominations, unfortunately, yeah. have been, y'all know what I'm talking about, have been yeah. created for yeah. various things that people like. But that's not, cool. at that point, that's not our your concern, though, I feel you're like, right, as a right. church, you know, like, that person leaves, and if they go to another church and that pastor's like, hey, so what happened? Why'd you leave your former church? And they're like, well, you know, I just wanted to, you know, like, no, that's on them if they want to continue, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. but we... Like you said, Julia, like the 90 can't have like that kind of stuff spreading from the 10 or the one because right. it would spread like yeah. I'm going to just I'm going to hang out with you. OK, Man. but is that I've seen it. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm going to say is that uh, is that excommunication something we'll see from in the year 2021? You know what I mean? Like, is that? Like, cause all right, like I, I feel like the the leavening of the lump <laughs> is so far <laughs> gone. Deep, you know what I'm saying? To where it's like you're gonna have to start a new church, and that's gonna have to be your day one. <laughs> wow, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Behaviors yeah. where you like, all right, man, I, I heard, I heard what you, what you doing. You got to roll, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause that ain't gonna happen in no 2021 church because we it's almost like we on the opposite side. Yeah, you yeah. know that's it's uncommon. Like, but then you know what's the, it's, it's a healthy um balance to talk about too right it's like if somebody comes in like that that's yeah. one thing that's you know? different but it's if totally somebody is in and they stay like that that's a different yep. thing so we are talking about you know for those who are listening we are talking about two different situations yeah you know what i'm saying if you, if you come into the church looking for help looking for god that's one thing but if you are in the church and just like eh, okay okay yeah. i don't care about it. you know i'm gonna do what i do you know <laughs> i'm a christian but you know what i'm saying if you're gonna have that attitude you gotta you gotta go yeah, I go. Like, you might yeah, not belong. Because <laughs> Paul, even when Paul in uh what is it, it's first Corinthians, he's talking about um like immoral people. And he says, like the ones that call themselves brothers. He says, yeah. First Corinthians five eleven, um, uh now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even Jeez. to eat with such a one is this. Mm. So like mm. he's like, have no fellowship with someone who calls themselves, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, all that. And but you're still like continuing and and again, back to deflect like you're not dying to self. Yeah. You're yeah. you're keeping this stuff that Christ died for alive within you. You're just holding on to it. And he's like having absolutely nothing to do with them. I've heard of churches doing that, but like very, very few and far between. Definitely it wasn't I, I shouldn't say definitely. That was racist. But it hasn't been black churches. Yeah. I've heard of uh, you know, Bible super Bell? duper Yeah. Or like <laughs> or like super duper um like reformed types. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've heard about them doing stuff like that just because they're trying to be so biblical yeah. sometimes where it's like, all right. But I've heard of that before, but definitely not from the average black church. I've yeah. never heard of that. Like, you got to be, you got to be, oh, no, I did hear about it. Mm. But it's got to be something very like, hey, these are the things that we don't like. And if you do one of them here, you're gone. But it's not like a. Why, why do you? Why do you think that's the case, though? Like, why do you think that that you are likely to see that in a different, like, not not? I'm not asking a racial question. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like, why do you think that? Because all right, like, if we're just being honest about it, like, black church and white church are just different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. So why do you think that you're more likely to see it in a white church and less likely in a black church? What do you think uh, it is? I'll go first because <laughs> um, I don't want it to end on my note. <laughs> Great. Great. I think because from my personal outlook and vantage point, which is pretty small, I guess, but just seeing what I've been seeing and limited because I've just been a Christian f for seven years now, yeah. less than that, six years. I feel like there is more like, how can I, I feel like there's more emphasis on like actual, um, how Julia, you may be able to say it better than me, but like actual pastoral training, mm. like in white churches oh for some reason, for some reason mm. you are, I feel like you are more likely 
to come across churches in in white culture that have like an and like if like I right, I've been to churches where the pastor has no kind of like training in terms of being a pastor. Not that I don't think you need it, but I do think <laughs> Listen, you, some people <laughs> some people feel like that. Okay. Look, no, no, no. That's why you got to go last. Okay. But I feel like if you at least have some kind of like, ah, like I'm not, I don't want to sit here and be like every pastor needs to go to seminary. Mm. But I, I do think you in white culture, experience. yeah, there is more of an influence on stuff like that. So that, <laughs> yeah, you said a Saul experience. Yeah, that's what about. I'm serious. Yeah, Isaiah, yeah, Samuel, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I want to hear about it. If you're close with God, I want to hear about it. You're close with God. I, I, I just have seen that there's like a lack of, oh boy, of like biblical devotion in that way. Mm. Mm. In like the majority of like. And I'm, I'm and again. I'm saying my experience. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I am. I am more likely to see white expository preachers preachers than black. Yeah. I, mean, I, I go ahead. I was gonna say I don't think that's a. I don't think that that's like a feeling or you know something an experience that only you have seen. I, and I, I think what's happening is. Like I had a conversation about something like this before and the people I was talking to, you know, were making some really good points about the fact that like the focus of many black churches is different because mm-hmm. you're dealing with a different congregation of people who have different needs, yep. you know, different desires, different prayers. You know what I mean? You're often, you're often talking about a group of people who are more likely to be in need. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. the, the pastor preaches differently you know what i'm saying so the focus is less likely to be on hey let's get our let's get our uh let's get let's get sin right you know what i'm saying let's let's get this whole sin thing you know ironed out and and make sure we straight on that you know what i'm saying instead it's more so like how do we get the next thing that we need or desire yeah. from God, you know what I'm saying? Or Where your purpose, or yeah, fulfilling yeah. something, and we yeah, still trying to get our our lives on the right track. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Your, get your yeah. calling together. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I think that's why we end up away, f- like away from like a lot of the the stuff that we kind of need to know from a biblical perspective, and end up on almost like some slightly worldly stuff. You know, because we're trying mm-hmm. to make it in the world. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like. I, I think that that's the that's one of the reasons anyway you know what i'm saying but i do think that the, the training thing is different too you know like it's any like it's anybody can go start a church right yeah. and so it's like all right like do i do i, I could i could just get me a storefront and yep. tell 10 people that i got a storefront you yep. know what i mean and that's how a lot of our churches get started sometimes you know what yep. i mean that's not a that's not a bad thing but it's like that person does might not say, "Hey, let me go get some theological training first. Let me get some biblical. Let me go do seminary first. because they don't necessarily have to. You know what I'm saying? It's a different. It's a different. I almost use the word profession, which is kind of how yeah. can be looked at. But you know, it's a different path. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From most other occupations or or roles or jobs or whatever professions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, you could just you could just qualify yourself if you want yep. to and get started. You can yep. look at your own resume and be like, yep, that's good. Got the job. I'm starting this Sunday. Yep. You know and I think we know as, as like Christians, there is not anything wrong with that, you know? Yeah. But if everybody's doing that, you know, it could become something where there's just no checks and balances within yeah. the the community of like believers right. in, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Julia. Yeah. Your your turn. <laughs> Man, you just opened up a can with that one. Like Marcus' fault. Uh, I'll just start talking. I don't know where we're gonna go. Honestly, the what kept coming to my mind as I was listening and processing is with black people. There's an issue with education in general. Mm-hmm. Like as a people, mm-hmm. I feel like we're still recovering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that is a missing piece that we don't always compute into it because seminary is difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can go to Bible college. That's not the same as seminary. Seminary is master's level. Mm -hmm. See, some people don't even know that. Some people, Bible college degree and a seminary degree is not even the same thing. The qualifications are are different. I think with a lot of Bible degrees at the bachelor's level, I think you can pass without even having to take Greek or Hebrew for some of these. Uh, wow. And still come out saying, well, I have a general understanding of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Seminary, you have to show proficiency in reading the original text, like, multiple times. Oh, wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Like, just stuff like that by itself is like, that is different. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, I find, I guess I'm hesitating in trying to answer this, but I'm trying to do my best, is that I think that's a huge issue because education in general has been and Achilles heels for black people in general. You know what I mean? Like, and on top of that, for the most part, from a business standpoint and a financial standpoint, you might not be in a better financial position when you finish. Mm -hmm. Given our history, you're asking somebody to invest a lot of money in something that you see what I'm saying? When I can start a storefront without it. Yeah. That's that's my personal testimony. Go ahead. 50,000, however many thousand, so, and so you see what I'm saying? The, I feel like yeah. the dots are connecting. And then the average, I don't know how all the stats work, so y'all have to help me on that. But I'm also assuming the average white family has more money. They would be able to yeah. kind of throw more at that. Yeah. And I saw a stat the other project. day that, yeah, that the average white family's uh, median household income was 128000 wow. and the wow. and black was like 28000 or 24000 median wow. in yeah. the wow. nation or something. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's oh unfortunate gosh. stuff. So I think there's a the gap from that respect is it's a um what's the word I want to use? There's a financial um what what you call it? I can't get my words up. Financial thing you have to put in there or yeah. whatever you want to call it. And then there's the value piece too, I think because of historically we just have not been as a people I don't even want to use the word educated, but like not even having that because of that survival, like y'all were saying before, like when you come to church, it's like, I need to pay my bills. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't really wrap my mind around getting this other, what seems to be a supplementary degree that I don't mm-hmm. actually need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. People will accept me if I speak well right. and mm-hmm. I'm extroverted. I don't, right. I can make money right out the gate. Yeah. Why do you want me to pay for this? For what? Yeah. Whereas, yeah. and maybe on the other side, they're like, well, we understand we're supposed to get this education and get fully prepared and then we go. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a whole other thing about the value of education. And even mm-hmm. I've had people, unfortunately, mostly black, not white, tell me to be careful, like I'm going to get brainwashed. But like if I was going to study engineering or something like that, I don't hmm. think anybody would start off by saying, well, you want to be careful. They might not. They might teach you something wrong. Okay. Like, I don't yeah. I don't think people engineers get that. But because it's the Bible, it's like, oh. Huh. Yeah, I didn't really. I don't even think I answered some of those questions. I just looked at them, but mm-hmm. but they were black people. Because when I think there's that's a that's a whole nother. I don't know if we want to go down that thread all the way, but that's, that's what I think thread. is, is yeah. related. Because yeah. then it's yeah. now it's all about charisma, at least in the black church. Charisma, the ability to galvanize people, the ability to wow. pull on people's emotions. Yeah. You yep. get that and a music behind you. You're that's a whole enterprise. Yeah. You, you have there. a power. You can have a yeah. power with that kind of stuff. There's some value too. There's one thing I also want to add. This was from, I'm cheating a little bit, and this was from a um, documentary I watched about the black church um, a while ago. And it actually said the whole idea of people vying for power, uh-huh. especially in the black church, actually comes from the fact that there there was no power when slavery was, was intact. There was yeah. no power. So like yeah. when people started escaping to the church, yeah. it's like, I need to find my value here. So mm-hmm. that's how you got all these mother so-and-so's, father so-and-so's, Mm-hmm. a missionary baptist blah 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 elder all these things because it's like well now we get significance and something i wonder if that's part of the whole storefront thing too i don't have significance or power anywhere else yeah I'm and i feel like some is. people still feel that way you know yeah. what i mean and I'm I, it is. but if i'm a leader of these people now i'm yeah and i think i want to make it clear too that I think what I'm saying but what each of us has said i don't think it's not something that happens in the white community like oh, I think right. white churches have these issues too. I've heard yeah. white preachers preach crazier stuff than, you know, some of these black dudes. But like, I think in general, you know, on or on average, you kind of see these things happen more yeah. so in black churches, where it's like, yeah. you safely but, say uh, that. Like it seems, for sure. it seems oh, yeah. from our perspective <laughs> that right. these things are more prominent. You know, yeah. from our small windows. Yeah, you know. 
there's one more thing real quick I wanted to add that I think I've also heard people um, say education is like the opposite of anointing or mm. I'm getting it. So that's what I've heard too. Like, well, I don't need to study because I'm yeah. getting it directly. Yeah. I have revelation. Yeah. Don't get me started on all the gifts and the spiritual yeah. and all that. I think sometimes it's looked at as like, you must need to get education because you don't hear from God. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I do see that more in the black church than it does happen in white church too, but yeah. there's this, what's the word? Ele- almost like an elevation of the spiritual. mystical, yeah, yeah. spiritual, yeah, mystical, yeah, yeah. and less on like the technical. When you yep. can have both, who says you can't have both? Somewhere. I love yeah. the both. Yeah, yeah I, love I don't know the why both. that's, we have to pick, but people, you can I do both. I love the both. You, can you really both. can. Like, yeah. Paul seems to me like he was an extremely like. Paul had both. Technical. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, dude had, he said he could, like, boast with anybody. He's a Pharisee of Pharisees and this and that. Like, the dude was a very technical and intellectual person. But he also was like, you know, I speak more tongues than any of y'all type of thing. And he had spiritual and talking about going up into heaven and all that. So, you definitely have both. Uh, But, yeah. I don't know how we got here, but I like where we ended up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dying to self. Oh, how I, how I guess in my mind I framed how what we can pull away from this episode and the positive is like living for Christ. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that is that is the goal. And part of that is obviously to die to self. Yeah. Um, but the focus should be like living for Christ, living to please Him, living to like honor that death on the cross Mm. like i was saying earlier to them off mic like if i died for you to do something Mm -hmm. and then you didn't do it right wow that would be foul like i don't even know the words to express like you accepted the gift too yeah like you were like thank you sir like thank (laughs) you for dying for me i will never do this and then like you just be doing it like what it's not it's not no i'm gonna struggle i'm not i'm gonna struggle with not doing this that's right. a little different right but if it's like nah i'm thanks jay peace let me go yeah. back to the bar like oh <laughs> i literally appreciate just died you, bro. Appreciate for you to you. stop getting drunk every day dude oh, <laughs> um so yeah wow that's real yeah. yeah i would um real quick as well add i think we're missing i'm just speaking in general the body of christ that we're sometimes missing the true experience of what it means to live in christ i think mm. some of us haven't really experienced it if i'm being honest if you really have experienced what it feels like to experience being close to god mm-hmm. you would actually have a lesser desire for sin over time like because amen because yeah. you have a diff, you have a better experience with God. Yeah. Amen. So maybe that's something that all of us can pray for. If we, are, I think a lot of that struggle is we have wow. been lacking on our experience with God because wow. God is better. We know that. Yes, He is. So we got to pray ourselves through sometimes. Or if you need to reach out and grab your mature, yeah, Christian brother or sister, do that. But I think that's what's that's a, what it boils down to. What's a, I'm sorry. What's a practical but, example of of something like that? Like, all right, like, let's say I'm a person who lies. Sure. What is a practical reality of life in Christ where God wants you not to be a liar? How is that better? You experience what it's like to walk in truth. Mm. But again, depending on how much you're seeped into deception, that's a whole nother. Because some of us enjoy in our fleshly nature, we enjoy deceiving people. Yep. I think persuasion and charisma actually are is, is a thin line with manipulation and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. So I think as we stay on the right side, we're good. But just knowing knowing those things are are there. There's another thing I was going to mention, but I can't. Mm. But it's I mean, yeah, the truth of oh, it, was, it was the truth about depending on what's going on, you could experience different things actually telling the truth. Like for example, I'll mm-hmm. give a very basic one, like friendships. Yeah. You could lie to friends and put all put on airs and kind of be the shell of who you are. And you might have more friends that way. Mm-hmm. Or you could tell the truth practically and be yourself. And if you have less friends, will that be negative to some degree? Yes. But then you can actually trust the friends that I have are genuine because mm-hmm. wow. I'm actually yeah. myself. But we won't know that until we, yeah, yep. we actually do it. That's, yeah. But that's the beauty of it. But there's, I'm not going to lie. There's, there might be some other deaths in yeah. there because you might lose whatever you whatever was yeah. holding on to that sin so that's just a practical 
Yeah, it's very, very tangible stuff. Yeah. 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 Marcus, what were you about to say? Now I was just thinking too, like, uh, I think like that was, that was a great example, you know, um, like the day-to-day practical side. And it just makes me think too, like, uh, if you are walking the truth or you're not lying, then you can, you can be certain that you're pleasing God the Father. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, th- I think, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a element of our walk that we like don't really really take hold of you know what i'm saying like to to know that you're pleasing god like i didn't yeah. i didn't like i was always thinking about like oh i'm just not supposed to do this i'm not supposed to do that you know what i'm saying but to know that you're actually pleasing god by wow doing away with the things that he hates you know and then on top of that to know that you'll be rewarded by him wow. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know like like there's there's plenty of scripture like one that, that comes to my you know mind off the top of my head is just like where he's like you know be kind to your enemies you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like our natural self wants to be mean to our enemies, but be kind to your enemies and your reward comes from the father. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he'll deal with them too. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it's like just knowing that, man, like I'll do the right thing here and God is going to, going to honor it and, and, you know, see it and, and love, you know, not, not love me more for it, but it will actually be pleased mm-hmm. by it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that is something that I think that, you know, and then, you know, we kind of talked about it recently, too, in different conversations, but it's like, you know, you're growing in your relationship with him. The more you deny your flesh, you walk in the spirit, right? You walk more in the spirit. So you're you're growing your relationship with God and you'll experience more of him. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's exactly. like, you know, we talked about this proximity thing um, a while back or whatever. And it's like, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, that's what we want to be able to just get closer to him because then our, our life, ex- like this isn't something, you know, that we experience after we die. Like, I feel like a lot of us, you know, kind of look at it like, oh, well, you know, if I keep doing the right thing, then when I die, I'll go to heaven. Right. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a when you die now. I mean, it's not a when you die thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a. Not only, yeah. Yeah, it's this both is and. It's, it's both. both. And. Yeah, so like it's a right. It's a right now and then, you know, now, now and later. <laughs> you right. know what yeah. I'm saying? But we have to disconnect long enough to experience that grace. That's Some of it. us have not done that. Yeah. We do one or two days, and we're like, "This ain't fun. We're going back." Yeah, <laughs> you got to give it like a couple, of, a few months. Put it to like, death. Yeah, to get like, you need to go on a streak for a while, like a yeah. few months, and then don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basketball yeah. reference, but. <laughs> yeah. So it's good stuff. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. Well, we hope you guys got something from it that will help your relationship with God. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Until next time. All right, y'all. Peace. Later. Hey, this is Julia. This is Marcus. And this is Jason. Be sure to follow us on IG at the Word X the World podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at contact us at the Word X the World.com. Peace.